the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. We're continuing today in our December series, which we have titled Creating Victory. Our prayer with this series is to begin shaping operations for 2021 as we plan for victory and to intentionally have December be a strong end to a very difficult year. Sometimes it's easy to let the enemy decide who we are and on what we will focus, and that's a big mistake. We can't arrive at New Year's Eve, make a couple resolutions, resolutions, that's hard to say, and expect to have enduring victory. Uh, Victory takes work, and we must shape ourselves in our days because, as we say in the Marine Corps, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So today we're going to continue talking about this. You've heard when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well... I think we can all agree that this has been a tough year, so let's get going. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my planning wingman, my partner in planning. All the P's. I was saying that like it was a question. It it wasn't really a question. I was waiting. Am I supposed to fill in the blank there? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, hello, everyone. Christy's a world record planner. You give her a dry erase marker board and a couple of markers, and your life will be straightened out in a heartbeat. (laughs) But then again, she's a transformational coach, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And it really does speak to where we are today with being intentional. Uh, Before we dig into that, I must... Remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us today from a prayer on our YouVersion Bible app, which I use on my phone, for the daily devotionals and the prayers and the readings. And uh, it's a wonderful app, and as we partner with other ministries to spread the word of God and empower his warriors on the spiritual battlefield. 
the YouVersion Bible app is a tremendous aid. Please pray with us. God, you are good, and your steadfast love endures forever. Even in the hardest seasons, we always have a reason to worship you. Thank you for giving us victory and abundant life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for showering us with unconditional love and forgiveness. No matter what the future may hold, we will shout for you because you are our God and you comfort and bless us in the presence of our enemies. Nothing compares to you and no weapon can stand against you. In all things, we are more than conquerors through you. May all we do glorify you and may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts bless your name. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. So in part one of Creating Victory, we talked about shaping operations and shaping an attitude of gratitude and humility and victory. I've said sometimes I get the impression that Christians feel we're at the Alamo and that we're uh, an outnumbered minority, and that's just not the case. Mm. We're the majority, and we are loved by the creator of the universe. So I'd be scared if I was the other guys. But it's easy to let the world press in on you and convince you that they have it going on and we do not, and that is not the case. So in shaping that attitude of victory, with gratitude and humility, we come to the world. And it's because victory doesn't just happen. It's won, and it's won intentionally by planning and shaping the conditions which produce it. So we hope very much that as we look toward 2021, we will plan and shape those conditions. And that starts now. So as a transformational coach, this should be right up your alley. I was going to say, you should speak my language. All right. Uh <laughs> We talked about shaping operations before. Right. Make sense to you? Yeah. Um, the, the the thing that came to mind is kind of it's a proactive um, mindset. It's a proactive yeah. choice. Yes. Uh, we are at choice. So believe it or not, not, a lot of people think that they're not at choice, but they are at choice to, I mean, to be trite, choose how their next year is going to be. Yeah, and uh, at this particular time, I see a lot of Christians putting overly due uh, hope in government. <laughs> I think I've heard you say before, hope's not a... Hope is not a course of action. Right. Well, yeah, it's not for a Marine, but it is for a Christian, because our faith is in the Lord, and it's by hope that we know that the kingdom of God will prevail, when I say that I think people are putting uh, undue hope in the government, it's the fact that if that's how it was going to be, if it was going to be a top-down solution, it would have been. Right. Yeah. We wouldn't be in the mess we're in. Right. And I understand wanting conditions to be a certain way, but it's like it doesn't matter to me who my general is. Right. I'm a Marine. I'm on the ground. I got my orders. Right. Do your job. And so... We can't place our hope in government. We, we can't place it in people. The only behavior we control is our own. And so our hope is in the Lord, and we walk that out on a daily basis. Right. At the same time as I say that, I know this has been such a hard year for so many. Yeah. Uh, with sickness, with uh, even loved ones being sick, and we all know... Uh, people who've died 
and we know people who've lost jobs, and we know of businesses that have folded. So with all of that going on, it would be very easy to end up on our back foot. Yeah. And we're asking the exact opposite, which is why we're having this series. We're asking Christians to be forward-leaning and to say, you know, it doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter who the Congress and the Senate is. We, we have our preferences, of course, but our general is Jesus. Yeah. I'm, our president is the highest of the high. Right. Well, again, I think a couple of things that come to mind is speaking of, of the world and in the world, right? And if we're so focused on the things that are um, of the world, then we're missing out. Uh, as to, I mean, we wake up every day and back to choice, right? choose our actions according to our king our word right and it really doesn't matter i'm totally get what you're saying doesn't matter who the president is no it really doesn't because i've told you this before people ask me uh, what do you think about this and what do you think about this and uh either it's because i have a radio show or because i look really smart or because i'm a colonel (laughs) in the marines my answer is always the same is anything i say going to change what you do tomorrow when you wake up because it's what you do tomorrow when you wake up that matters so i get it conditions in this nation are not presently conducive to traditional conservative christian victory liars are leading the blind and everything of value has been trampled starting with the truth of God. We've seen history trampled. We've seen monuments pulled down. Uh, This nation and the sanctity of this nation and the good that it can do has been trampled. Um, And sadly, the people who have trampled everything good are now complaining that nothing is good. Mm. And that's bizarre to me. You've contributed nothing to this country. You've got no investment in this country. You've torn down everything good. Now you're complaining that this country is irredeemably flawed. Right. And that is who they are. And we've said this before. The most dangerous thing that we can allow is uh, to become reactive and even apathetic to think, oh, well, you know, the fight's over. But the fight's just beginning. So we shape an attitude of courage and forward leaning, and we're going to put them to a decision. And the first thing we have to do is be who we're supposed to be. So that's where we got the shaping and and. I mean, these people are lost, and they're uh, they're to be pitied, and all of us are flawed. So we're all in need of Jesus and uh, His work, and so uh, we are not a nation of irredeemably flawed white supremacists. We are. Uh, we're God's children. We are God's us, children, each and every one of us. And we have our flaws, and we have our opportunity. So. Let's plan for that opportunity. So we're talking about uh, planning. And the best defense against uh, this Marxist, godless uh, nonsense that's being jammed down our throat is to live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse us of doing evil, they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father when he comes to visit. So uh, we don't argue because they don't respond to logic They don't respond to history. They don't respond to truth. The best defense is simply treating everyone with love and respect. There's no way to refute being a racist. People 
are saying what's in your heart. And they can't tell you what's in their heart, so they're obviously not rational. The best thing you can do is show them who you are. That's how you argue. You argue with having the actions of your heart be right. Going back uh, to opportunity, this is opportunity. And I'm hearing in there is also, and I can't help but speak as a coach, right. but where is your focus? Is your focus on what they're doing? Exactly. Or are you focusing on our opportunity and our possibilities? And that's what exactly. we try to help everybody move their focus to in coaching is don't get caught up in what you see on on the TV and what other people are doing. You know that you can wake up, exemplify the values of Christians, see the fruits of being a Christian. And and God will make that count. Up, Amen to that. He will absolutely make that count because he will not tolerate righteousness uh, being buried with the evil. And he told Abraham that, and he changed his plans when Abraham and he negotiated over Sodom. Our finale for this, which is going to come just before New Year's, is going to... I don't want to wreck it You're because it's it really good. No, I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> We're but, hinting at um, it. <laughs> the bottom line is how they behave is their business. How we behave is our business. Step away from their ambush. It robs you of your combat power. And let's start planning what we're going to do. So we're going to ask Christy today about something that she has developed. She calls it a map. <laughs> and not the thing that you pull out of the uh, glove box. But it is. But it kind of is. Yeah. And I, I joke about it. And when I'm teaching about it, I'll kind of um, do the mo- movements of opening this map. And, and people are kind of going, uh, you know, um, what what is that map? People don't know what maps are <laughs> anymore, the paper maps. But this right. is a paper map that actually is our guide to making these choices and our opportunities and possibilities every day with looking at our values first and foremost uh, and then looking at um, our mission statement our intent along with that out the the outcome of marrying that all together is your goals and then your objectives and tactics to be able to get from point a to point b so if our plan is to finish strong and create live in the opportunity and possibilities in 2021 then that work, that planning starts now. Absolutely. So values, which have been instilled by God. Right. Um, we have a mission. Yes. And I wonder how many people have their mission statement for their lives written down. I would say very few. Very, I would guess very few. Going back to values and all the years that I've taught this material, since I've come up with it, when I ask the 4,000, 5,000, however many people I've spoken to about it, uh, do you know your values? It's kind of like deer in the headlights type of thing. And then I even ask them, do you have your values written down? And very little, maybe one or two out of 20. And my question is, is if you don't know your values that you're living on, whose values are you living on? Right. Um, So you have a mission statement and then you figure what goals are going to help me accomplish this. So if my mission statement is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield, then uh, goals are this radio show where I talk. I talk to people um, at speaking engagements and so forth. And then I write books about it and working on a new one now. So I have this uh, 
mission, and I break it down to the three things that these three goals that will get me there. And then for each goal, there are tasks associated with that goal. So for example, if I want to publish a new book in 2021, then tasks must be have a rough draft by March 2021 and uh, so forth. So uh, interesting, when I was thinking about values, so my values, justice, honesty, uh, truth-seeking, right. um, faith, uh, I was thinking, what are God's values? Mm. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, no, I have to, I mean, I think I kind of, um, what's the word? I, I think I know them because they're all in the Bible, right. but I've not really even thought that. Yeah, I spent some time thinking about it the other day because uh, as I was making notes for this show, I was thinking, well, we know faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, he says, and uh, his values, we know honesty because he says he doesn't like liars. So if you go to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 20, it talks about uh, the things that God despises. So mm-hmm. you can extrapolate from that his values. He says he doesn't like uh, people who spread disharmony in the community. Therefore, unity must be one of his values. Uh, truth. I would guess uh, the fruits of the Spirit as well. The fruits of the Spirit. Um, so it's very interesting. So as we develop uh, an understanding of our values, and there's lots of little tests you can do out there uh, to figure out what your values are, what words mean the most to you. And... It's very interesting because when I did this with Christy and figured out what words meant the most to me, I started understanding why I react the way I do in some situations. So, for example, honesty is very important to me. It's at the top of my list. And justice is very important. It's at the top of my list. And sometimes uh, when I react strongest or most strongly, it's when those things have been assaulted. What we're talking about in all of this is... As we come to this world with humility, we're all flawed. Gratitude for our being redeemed and restored to God in Christ. Uh, We then say, wow, I have such an opportunity. And now we want to deliver on that opportunity. So we plan. And we got to look forward to 2021 and set some, uh, think about our mission and set some goals. Um, by the way, one of those things I think should be to have a devotional, and I am currently using Tony Dungy's Uncommon Life Daily Challenge, which is absolutely fantastic, and you can hear Coach Dungy's heart and his love of Jesus, and um, he's just real. So uh, I really am enjoying that one. It sounds like it's a great one. Yeah. Well, you got it for me. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Wow, just give yourself, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Folks, as we start to wrap things up, we're, we're preparing to take on a new year, and we're planning and visualizing, and we want very much to bring these things into being through prayer, but also action, and things will have the value that we give them. So we'll do as we choose to do, or we'll react to the enemy and allow him to rob us of our power. If we react... We're always going to be reacting because it'll be one thing after another. If it's not the election, it'll be COVID. If it's not COVID, it'll be systemic racism. If it's not systemic racism, it'll be the Russians. If it's not the Russians, it'll be something else. The enemy will keep you reacting because that keeps you from being who you're meant to be. And if you are who you're meant to be as a Christian warrior, 
you have tremendous combat power. And it's not that you're going to change the entire world, but you're going to change people where you are with what you have. These people are broken, as we are all broken. Only we're restored in Christ, and they are not. So common to all, this is uh, their faithlessness. And so it's only as we model faith that they will know faith. We can't let the enemy distract us or ambush us. We must choose the time and place of combat. We can't let the enemy decide who we are. We can't be what's left when the enemy's done with us. So the enemy forced us to turn away from God, and now he and his dupes pretend to care about the results of that abandonment. All of these things that we're seeing in this broken society are symptoms of godlessness. So with our hearts focused on God and according to his values and the values that he has given us and the unique mission we have in his kingdom, we've talked about our corner of the battlefield We need goals that will help us accomplish that mission, and then we associate tasks with those goals, and then we just walk it out one day at a time. We don't have to worry about the whole thing. We just do it one day at a time, and Jesus will influence us and have his way in our lives. Yeah, amen to that. So with that in mind, I offer the following scripture for our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant and that it never fails. And our moment of truth today comes from Titus chapter three, verses three through 11. And it's long, but it's awesome. It wraps everything up with these words for we ourselves have known what it is to be ignorant, disobedient, and deceived, the slaves of various desires and pleasures, while our lives were spent in malice and jealousy. We were hateful and we hated each other. But when the kindness of our God, our Savior, and His love towards man appeared, He saved us, not by virtue of any moral achievement of ours, but by the cleansing power of a new birth and the moral renewal of the Holy Spirit." which he gave us so generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. The result is that we are acquitted by his grace and can look forward to inheriting life forevermore. This is solid truth. Subjects like this are always good and useful, but mind you steer clear of stupid arguments, controversies, and quarrels. They settle nothing and lead nowhere. If a man is still argumentative after the second warning, you should reject him. You can be sure that he has a moral twist and he knows it. So that's amazing to me. He has a moral twist and he knows it. Mm. Steer clear of stupid arguments, controversies, and quarrels. They settle nothing and lead nowhere. That is so important for us to know today in these troubled times. We can't allow our combat power to leak away. Our quote of the day also comes from Titus, and I had to go back there because it was just too good. Chapter 1, verse 15 says, To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. Hmm. Friends, in case you're wondering, I too struggle with people for whom nothing is pure. They're lost in the convoluted thinking of their twisted minds, and it's painful to be around. I struggle with the arrogance, self-righteousness, and ignorance of circumstances which are required to believe that what we're doing on this earth is one man-made step away from working. It's not. I struggle with the lack of integrity that is necessary for someone to be able to look around and not agonize over the mess man has made in the absence of God. 
Be that as it may, again, the only behavior I can control is my own. So we talked a few weeks ago about dealing with anger and anxiety by asking ourselves what is true. Without fail, that which is absolutely true can only be found in the Word of God. And to those of us who believe, that is pure. Let's focus on that. So as we continue shaping the habits of victory, let's drink that in. As we plan for the coming year, let's let that fill our thoughts. And as we begin immediately to act on the planning in this last month of this very challenging year, let's cling to it each day as we study God's Word, as we pray earnestly for guidance, and as we walk out our faith together in this troubled world. And that is Courageous Christianity. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. And if you want to catch previous episodes of Courageous Christianity, you can listen to them at kkht.com under the Programs tab by selecting Podcasts and looking for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.